Hey, it's Dan Aykroyd. And Gilda Radner. And we're here to tell you about With a Little Help, it's John Belushi, now playing at Theater 80 St. Mark's in the East Village. It's the story of John's rise to stardom from Second City to National Lampoon to Saturday Night Live. And we got a great live band. And, and we're, we're in it. it! Now playing until December 22nd. Visit withalittlehelpshow.com for tickets. And, and live from New York, York it's Saturday Night, Night Live! Podcast! Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week we'll be discussing Season 45, Episode 8 of SNL with host Jennifer Lopez and musical guest Baby. I'm John Murray and I'm joined this week by comedy aficionado and generally affable bloke, Steve Finn. If you'd like to connect with either of us, you can do so at snlpodcast.com. Enjoy the following selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to hear our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, it's available exclusively for our patrons at patreon.com forward slash SNL podcast. It's our patrons who make the cast possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash SNL podcast. All right, enjoy. So, Steve. Uh huh. <laughs> Welcome. SNL has officially kicked off their December run. We're going to be talking a little JLo tonight. We've got Scarlett Johansson next week. And then everything comes to a head on December 21st when Eddie Murphy makes his triumphant return to Studio 8H. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah. But I don't bring up the Eddie Murphy episode just simply because we should be talking Eddie. I bring it up because I want to um, do a quick program note here because I'm going to be heading to New York City to attend that episode. So hopefully I'll be able to report some some juicy tidbits from behind the scenes um, after that airs. But along with that, I just want our audience to know, first off, that for the next few episodes, we're going to be doing sort of quick, no frills cast, sort of like what we did last spring when I was heading in for the finale. Um, I just don't have a lot of time to edit. I'm going to be hitting the road in about a week. So I got a lot of like legit work. I got to get off my plate. It doesn't leave a whole lot of time for podcast editing. So yeah, we're going to try and keep <laughs> things simple and just move quick with these next few casts. Um, yeah, just so that I can function and uh, get out the door on time to make it in to see what Eddie's going to bring. So that's our, our little PSA there. Hopefully, you know, we can still turn out a good cast, even if we don't have all of the little editing flourishes and clips and stuff that we normally have. But I also wanted to let our audience know a little bit about what I'm going to do while I'm in New York, because I came across a little off-Broadway play that intrigued me that I'm planning on seeing. And uh, I reached out to them because I thought, you know what, that's kind of got some SNL crossover. Uh, I'd like to give them a little bit of promotion on the cast. So I reached out to uh, some of the people involved with the show with a little help it's john belushi which is playing in the east village now and it's running through the 22nd and um uh, you guys probably already heard the promo at the beginning of the cast but basically it's um sort of a, a mixed media chronicle of john belushi's rise to fame so there's uh live performance vignettes of some of the seminal moments in his career uh there's also a, probably documentary footage of some slideshow stuff and like the, it's 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 kind of a mixed bag of different types of performances to paint a picture of sort of who john belushi was and and um yeah really his coming up and getting involved with the national lampoon radio hour and then obviously snl and then blues brothers and you know we all know the story but this seems like the sort of thing that snl 
nerds would probably be into. So, uh, I wanted to do my part to get the word out and they were nice enough to call me some tickets. So I want to thank them as well for pulling that together. I hope that, um, our listeners can support that show, uh, some details it's at the theater 80, which is at 80 St. Mark's place in the East village. If people want to learn more about the show, they can go to theater 80.wordpress.com. I'll also put the link in our show notes. So anyone can click through pretty easy that way. So by all means, go check this out. It's probably going to be intriguing and informative for anyone that uh, enjoys the lore of SNL's early days. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So thank you so much to the production over at With a Little Help. It's John Belushi. I'm excited to be able to come out and uh, check out what you guys have put together. <laughs> you enjoy that. Yes, I will. It's a, it's a shame that you can't make it down. Ah, one of these days. If you change your plans, I, I got a ticket for you. Thanks. Good to know. Oh, before we jump into the cast. Let's talk Patreon for just a minute. We are 34 patrons away from our year end funding goal, and we've got about three weeks left till the end of the year. So if any of our listeners would like to come on board and show their support, we have a $2 and 99 cent tier that gets you everything we produce. So all of our full coverage of season 45 basically works out to a buck an episode or one Starbucks coffee a month. To me, that sounds like the best deal in podcasting. I think it's a great value. We, um, yeah, we work hard to put out a good cast and uh, we'd love to be able to keep it going for the back half of season 45. And if uh, any of our listeners are willing to shoot a couple bucks our way, we would be very appreciative. No pressure. No pressure though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're happy for all of our audience, but for those that feel like, uh, yeah, they can step up and help us cover the costs around here. We love you all the more. And in line with that, I want to thank some of our newest patrons, David Standish from Calgary, Alberta. Brian Clark from Huntington Beach, California, Ben Vinji from 100 Mile House, British Columbia, Jai Howe from Singapore, and Zachary Phillip from Leditz, Pennsylvania. To all of our patrons, near and far, new and old, thank you so very, very much for your support. <laughs> Introducing Potty PM. Now you can do your business while staying nestled under your covers. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Definitely a thumbs up. Okay. It seemed like one of the only inspired sketches of the night. Well, it's probably one of the few things that wasn't, uh, you know, a recurring sketch. We had a heck of a lot of material that we've seen many times over tonight. So at this point in the show, we were probably very thirsty for something really original that catches us off guard. Yeah. And, uh, kudos to them for putting it in the rundown where they did, because I, yeah, I think we needed it at this point. Right. Yeah. But, but the real brilliance here is, is the fake out of course. Mm -hmm. because they, they leave us hanging for a good few minutes thinking this is just going to be a visual gag of going to the toilet from the bed. And right. all of that setup is funny in itself. Mm -hmm. if, if that's all they did with it, I'd be saying, well, it wasn't the best thing in the world, but it, at least it got me a chuckle. Right. The fact that it was all a false start, <laughs> basically for the real premise of men just don't know women's anatomy and, <laughs> sure. and, the, and the shoddy makeshift graphics they seem to do on the fly it right. was all very well revealed mm -hmm. and the beauty of this sketch was not only the content i mean it was that as well but it was the slow burn of it yep you're absolutely right there's a version of this sketch that is nothing more than them describing in painful detail how convoluted the setup and use case for this is right you know and it's in demonstrating that, that you realize that the product is so ridiculously useless that it would be easier just to get out of bed and go to the bathroom. And the joke lives in just the stupidity of the product. There is a version of the sketch that that could have been as far as they went. 
and it would have been good. Like you said, it would have been passable, got some chuckles, but how much fun is it to realize in the moment that Kyle Mooney, you know, as the, the pitch man for this product has so little insight on <laughs> women, they didn't even factor into like the product development process. Like it didn't occur to anyone that women even need to go to the bathroom. It's almost like they're saying, you know, women don't even exist for most men. Like um, the, the, the inventor <laughs> entrepreneurial type that would be trying to pitch this product, totally oblivious to the fact that there's 50% of their market that have absolutely no ability to use this. And then, you know, they take that and go even further where, uh, they start asking a few questions and they realize he, he, his depth of knowledge on women's anatomy is just, it's just not there. <laughs> you know, the, the, the graphic in real time is trying to portray what he's describing. And, you know, the, the tube is kind of like bumping into her belly button. Like, you know, can it kind of go there? What, what about the butt? Does the butt have anything to do about it? And then there's like little, little squiggles to yeah. try and describe something <laughs> of value for their potential women customers. Um, that's great. That that's so awkward. So Kyle Mooney's territory. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I had a lot of fun with this surprising, fun, well-realized big thumbs up. Absolutely. Very good. After that, we get a live sketch. A couple visits a hardware store deep in Wisconsin's bear country. Thumbs up, thumbs down. This is a down. Okay. Down of the thumb, I say. <laughs> just ugh, just messy stuff here. Yeah. Felt like I was behind a vehicle on the highway that couldn't choose a lane, you know? And sure. I couldn't pass them <laughs> or get on with my trip because yes. of it. Like, I didn't know... Uh, who I was supposed to side with, who I was supposed to be considering a victim in this situation or a, or a instigator. It was all just like, you know, it was kind of like a holes light with Alex <laughs> and uh, Heidi. Right. And then you got the crazy, you know, Wisconsiner type uh, locals. Right. Everybody was kind of out of their mind. And I just felt like it wasn't really a, a, a sketch. It was more like a, a, a death match of sorts sure. okay. and, it, and it played out just just as you would think that would all right um you know what i had a couple problems with this sketch but the biggest problem i had with it is that i think i could walk up to pretty much anyone after showing them the sketch and ask them what was the premise of this sketch i don't think anyone could tell me i i can't put my finger on it um, it involves a bear. Yeah. Something got lost <laughs> in translation there. Like maybe the sketch got edited down to crap between dress and live, but there was something critical about the story of what was supposed to be happening here that just didn't register right out of the gate. You get some really bad camera angles that I, I think they cleaned up for the web version, but for the live version, you're, you're not on Heidi when you're supposed to be on Heidi, you're, you're getting kind of a profile view of the desk. And yeah. so right, right out of the gate, sort of the illusions broken and you're, you're sort of out of it. And then you've got really questionable Midwestern Fargo-esque accents. Like, I don't think anyone was really dialed into that region. We don't understand what these characters are all about. You know, the, the women that own it, like, you know, what, what's their deal? The same with the couple, uh, okay, so we get the moment where we find out that they left food out, so it's going to attract a bear. So are we expecting that the couple's going to be so oblivious that they're actually going to be, you know, eaten by the bear? Like, is that going to be the punchline or something? But no, she gets a selfie. Like, was there some reason why we could expect 
that that might have been a comedic turn. Like there was just nothing here to latch onto that made any sense. The only laugh I got out of it was Chloe Feynman, uh, you know, her, her first stop by the desk. And, um, she has this really like low, bizarre voice and just, um, <laughs> like a Wednesday Adams thousand mile stare to her. There's, there's something very creepy and off about her. And I thought, wow, well there's, you know, there's an interesting character that I wish they'd thrown in a better sketch and given her something to do. Uh, so yeah, I, all these little pieces and none of it made any sense. And I just have no idea what they were going for. Thumbs down. Unfortunately. Let's talk moment of the night. Potty PM. Sure. A line in that when, uh, basically when Kyle gets challenged, how does it work for women? There's a moment where he kind of says under his breath, the clitoris. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And that's not my moment. My moment (laughs) is the second time because he says it under his breath and JLo asks him to repeat himself. Yes. <laughs> I love the, there's this pause that like you could tell he's like thinking about saying something else or saying never mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but goes for it anyway. Doesn't say it much louder, but the clitoris. Yeah, he he almost doesn't want anyone to hear it. Like he wants to know. There's a part of him that wants the answer, but he knows as he's saying it that it's yeah. kind of, you know, shameful that he, he doesn't know this. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't really commit to it. And then she kind of calls him on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so awkward. So he's forced to repeat himself when he doesn't want to. It's so great. Yeah. Good on Kyle. He, uh, he certainly does awkward. Well, I'm going with uh handstand booty bounce. Whoa. When I'm watching the baby and I'm just having a lot of trouble keeping up and I have no idea what's going on or what my takeaway is on this and trying to figure out if there's anything of artistic merit in it. When that came on, I was like, well, you know what? If nothing else, that is just not something that John sees every day. And that was interesting to say the least. So there you go. Uh, thank you SNL for presenting some sort of performance art that, uh, yeah, someone such as myself that doesn't spend a lot of time in the club, uh, <laughs> does, does not encounter, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of stuff too often. And I feel like my horizons have been broadened. So, uh, I'll give it, I'll give it to handstand booty bounce. I'm pretty sure JLo was watching that all like, are you challenging me? Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's only yeah, room for one iconic rump in the studio tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's talk best sketch. What do you got? Oh, I don't even care. I'm sounding like a broken record. It's potty PM. Sure. My moment and my sketch are one and the same. It was just a, a, a show saver for me. This okay. was the sketch that makes me look back at this episode more fondly than I would have without it. Yes. It's definitely doing things for my overall enjoyment. It was a much needed breath of fresh air in the back half on a show that was really starting to lag. Oh yeah. Yeah. And a solid sketch in its own right on any other night. It was still, you know, good material. So, uh, I can totally get behind that. I'm going with Jost and Che's material in weekend update. I, I feel like they were just doing a really good job and they had some solid material and we've had a whole lot of competent weekend updates so far this year, but not one where I can say that both of them were on and really at their best and that the material was serving it and just everything seemed to have the right energy and flow. I felt like tonight was just really competent and I, I got a heck of a lot of laughs out of their opening salvo. So yeah, I I thought they did a great job. And I think that that was one of the highlights of the show uh, because, you know, as you just alluded to, there was a lot of stuff that didn't, didn't get, very far. So, uh, the, the few moments that really had me laughing, 
They stand out. So yeah, weekend update delivered for me. That piss smell was real. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Moving right along. MVP. <laughs> Let's give it to Kate for having a few uh, meaty roles that she did pretty well with. Okay. I thought, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi was pretty good. She tried her best to keep uh, some of the weaker sketches together. And, you know, she was the least of the of, of those worries that we had about those sketches. So okay. I think that says uh, something to her talent. And yeah, I think she, uh, she might've been most valuable this time around. Kate McKinnon, not the weakest link. That's, <laughs> that's, that's our hot take. <laughs> I wish I could be <laughs> more rousing than that, but sure. No, that, that's fair. That's fair. And we have a week that doesn't have a lot of soaring highs. So it's hard to really drill in on any one person that, that just brought the whole show home. Yeah. I'm going with Bowen Yang because I think he had a lot of fun moments. Uh, I think in the first sketch, he really inhabited the uh, interior designer character and was uh, effectively dismissive of Matt Shat and and just brought something fresh to a sketch that we kind of knew uh, what its speed was. So I like that. And uh, then in the last sketch of the night, he's doing what he does in the Soul Cycle or boot camp sketches now uh, as a personal trainer. He just He's got a good beat on that character, and I'm assuming that he's he's definitely helping with his dialogue. I, I'm sure that you know he's if he's not the writer of that sketch, I'm sure he was helping to punch up his portion of it. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, what he was bringing with that character was really amusing, and uh, I think that that's the the most memorable stuff uh, other than Weekend Update that I can take from this show. So, yeah, Bo and Yang will take it for me. Nice pick. Let's get on with the uh, big question here on a scale of classic, great decent week or train wreck how would you rate this episode i'm gonna give it uh, a weak rating with optimism for the future okay can't win them all no i think uh just uh sometimes the muse doesn't come around like it does on other weeks and uh yeah inspiration maybe the well was a little dry this this time around yeah but that uh, like i said it happens and you know it's it's not something to write off the show over, but, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta call it what it is. Not, yeah. not their greatest work. Yeah. No, a lot of stuff didn't really come together this week. Uh, I'm going with week two. I felt like we had a solid run from Joe Che in weekend update, and we had a handful of competent sketches, but even the most competent sketches aside from maybe potty PM mm-hmm. were all sketches we've seen before. So it's really hard to get too excited when you know, we're going down a road we've already traveled and there's no big surprises. So, uh, this was not a, a night that had many soaring highs, if, if any at all. Uh, and then, you know, we had a few sketches that just genuinely <laughs> were not working. So yeah, a few more misses and hits. And I don't, I don't think they quite got over the line. So I'm going weak as well. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I think that's a, a responsible review. I don't think we were too hard on it, but yeah, at the end of this one, I'm scratching my head going, yeah, Something didn't quite come together with that one. I think that's my hot take. Ah, that's okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, we still got a, a couple ringers for the uh, next two episodes. Hopefully we, we get some surprises. Scarlett Johansson. I think this will be her sixth outing. If anyone can come to the show, knowing how to run at it and, and, uh, have a lot of fun with her friends. Uh, it's gotta be Scarlett Johansson and Eddie Murphy. Well, you know, expectations couldn't be higher. So super enthusiastic about the season as a whole, but this one, yeah, just didn't quite work. But there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. All right. Before we head out, I want to um, 
plug a little side project that I've been working on. I am riding shotgun on another podcast and I feel like it's getting decent enough that uh, I'm willing to <laughs> uh, bring it to our audience's attention. So I'm basically <laughs> the, the Steve Finn on a star Wars TV recap podcast, similar to what we do here, kind of deep dive, look at structure, pacing characters, production values, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we're looking at star Wars, the Mandalorian, which is the new Disney plus streaming series. That is all the buzz. And, uh, it's a series that's been delivering a lot of fun moments. And I've been having a lot of fun talking about it with uh, a co-host that does most of the heavy lifting on the cast, which is so very, very refreshing for me. Um, but nonetheless, if, uh, anyone enjoys kind of how I pick apart TV and would like to hear what I can bring to scripted drama rather than, uh, you know, live sketch review, uh, by all means, check it out at star Wars, TV talk.com. Nice. This is the way. <laughs> Obviously you've been watching. <laughs> yeah. It's a good show. I love the Mandalorian. It is. It's a very good show. I'm excited to see how they round out their first season. Uh, I think we need to, uh, put this one out of its misery. You ready to call it? I have spoken. <laughs> all right. That's a cast. Thanks to my guest, Steve Finn. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, Aaron and Trader, Donald Yates, Zachary Phillip, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever app you prefer to listen on. Your subscription helps us grow, and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in one week when SNL returns with host Scarlett Johansson and musical guest Niall Horan. But until then, this has been episode number 96 of the Saturday Night Live After Party podcast. I'm John Murray. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.